0: Every child should be able to play the sports they love, and you can help. Join Kidsport Calgary and area and the Calgary Flames Sports Bank in raising funds through the 2020 online back-to-sport auction presented by Envision Custom Renovations. Get bidding on some outstanding items like Flames memorabilia, golf swag, staycation packages, and more. All donated by Kidsport's many amazing community partners. Kids need sport now more than ever. Help them get back in the game through the 2020 Back to Sport Auction. Auction closes November 5th. Visit elevateauctions.com slash back to sport. Sport Calgary is the voice of over 300 sports organizations in the Calgary area. Share your voice and become a Sport Calgary member for free at sportcalgary.ca slash members. Kidsport Calgary presents the Face First Podcast with your hosts, Alicia Rissling and Grace Defoe. And here they are sliding right on in, Grace and Alicia.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Face First Podcast. My name's Grace.
2: My name's Alicia, aka Riz. And we have a very special guest with us here today. Today we have the franchise. Eric Francis himself is in the house here in the Kidsport Sport offices slash our podcast studio. And it's very exciting. We also have pizza in front of us. <laughs> I'm excited. You're excited. Absolutely. Eric, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Well, oh, thanks for having me. Uh, I, this headquarters has never smelled so good ever. <laughs> That's a really good point. Oh my gosh. Four pizzas. And uh, I know you guys haven't started yet. please feel free to... Yeah, I started. I I couldn't wait.
2: All right. (laughs) All right. So for those of you who don't know, right now in Calgary, we are doing the official Eric Francis Pizza Pig Out. And instead of doing one event where we all centralize at Cowboys and come together and multiple pizzerias from around the city submit their favorite pizzas for different categories such as vegetarian and gluten-free and meat and specialty pizza... Um, but this year we've decided to do a little differently having, um, hopefully Calgarians can support our local small businesses, support the pizzerias, um, and go online and then vote on their favorite. Did you have a part of this about, um, changing the format for this year?
3: Well, we, it's funny early in the pandemic, you know, none of us knew how the world was going to change. I still don't think we know how it's going to continue changing, but it was only about a month or two in one of my million walks i had with my covid puppy and my wife and children and i said uh i, I just thought wow i wonder how this is going to affect the pizza pigo and my wife laughed hysterically thinking you think that in six months you're going to have 700 pizzas at cowboys and 30 hands into every pizza box <laughs> like you're an idiot to think that this is still going to go on And it occurred to me at that point there, maybe the pizza pig out is done forever. I don't know. And I don't think that at all now, but we needed to modify it if we were going to keep it alive in any way. And uh, because the star of the show for many years has been the pizzerias, without them, a pizza pig out is really pretty crappy. I'm pretty sure, (laughs) Um, you know, you know, they're the stars of the show. And so on their backs, we've raised almost a million dollars for kids, sport and local charities so let's flip this on its ear and support the people that have made it all possible. I mean, I love it when... I know you haven't been yet to the pig out.
2: No, I was there last
1: you year. You were there
3: last year. You haven't I been. I have sorry. yet to be because we're sorry. always
1: sliding this time yeah. of year. I know, right? So,
3: and and yeah, and you did uh, you did Jason's as well, right? Mm-hmm. Did the double. Good for you. Um, but anyway, you know, it, the, the stars of the show always seem to be the celebrity judges, and I always tout it as the biggest gathering of celebrities in our city. And we don't, you know, celebrities is a pretty strong word for Calgary.
1: <laughs> I always laugh when it says celebrities. celebrities. I like
3: local personalities. Yeah. That's a little better. But, Ooh, um, you know, that they've long been kind of the stars of the show and attracted media attention and all this other stuff. But really, it's the pizza that's the star. And so let's make sure that the pizzerias, I mean, there are a lot of them. Some of them have, got to, have gone out of business in COVID. Others have, have been thriving in COVID because people are, forced to order more often so yeah we wanted to just make sure that we could invite people to support the people who support us and uh, I have to tell you the response has been great I kind of thought this was just going to be a real quiet kind of an announcement and it would come and go but the amount of people who have been posting photos of them with pizza mm-hmm. has really impressed me and really warmed my uh my stomach uh yeah yeah and I I think it's been great it, you know This community is so tight knit and that's what made me fall in love with this city 25 years ago and what kind of made me start the pizza pig out. And it doesn't surprise me that even in a pandemic people are quote unquote coming together, even though we can't come together. If that makes any sense. That makes total
1: sense. I really think um, I've said this, the
3: longer you live in Calgary,
1: the smaller the degrees of separation get. It's like we get bigger, but the degrees of separation still stay so like close and you always run into someone who knows someone who knows someone, and uh, the city's really small, and so I really think we've done a great job of banding together as a community during this time. Um,
2: you mentioned it was 25 years ago, so maybe you could take us through how you got started with Pizza Pig Out.
3: Uh, you know, and it's funny, this is the 18th annual Pig Out, but I took five years off when my kids were born okay. um, and kind of thought that it had run its course. I'd done the 10th annual and thought, you know, that's, that's enough. Um, but I was talked into bringing it back and it wasn't a hard sell but you know we got increased corporate support and really took it to a whole new level we used to only make 10 fifteen thousand dollars a year it wasn't really about the money it was just about the fun yeah. and then someone talked me into it and said i could help you raise one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year uh at a pizza party and i thought well that's attractive for <laughs> for for the charity and and for the cause it'd be great so
2: and you got hungry again
3: got hungry again <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh It all started when I was living with two buddies. We had a bachelor uh, place uh, just off 17th Avenue, not too far from Cowboys, as as it turned out, the original Cowboys. Convenient. Convenient. And um, we had pizza to our house probably twice a week. And it all started with Vern's Pizza, which is still one of our mainstays. And we used to order the cheeseburger pizza. Now, you order cheeseburger pizza twice a week for a good year or two. Like, you could just think about the calories uh, involved. And it it occurred to me one day, I was just disgusted with myself by how much I had eaten that day. (laughs) And I said, you know, there's got to be a better pizza out there. And this is not besmirching Vern's. We ordered them for like two years. I mean, they're phenomenal. They're still one of the best in the city. Mm -hmm. But I just needed something new. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what, why not like a chili cook-off, have a competition because everybody thinks they order from the best pizza place in the city, and every pizza place thinks that they make the best pizza in the city. So let's just put everybody to the test and see if uh, people are going to step up and, and try something new. And, you know, it's, uh, I always joke that it's mushroomed from there. Uh, <laughs> the, the original one was at Dusty's Saloon, which is now bulldozed. Okay. You guys w- are too young to know. I've Dust- heard it
1: from my parents before, but I... <laughs> <laughs> <That hurts>. Sorry. <laughs> but
3: Dusty Wozno, you know, used to stand out in front of his saloon. It was right near the dome there and uh, after Flames games, he'd stand there in his red long johns and try to wave people in. It it was covered with peanut shells on the floor. It was a real, I guess it was like a dive bar, but during Stampede, it was the place to be if you could get in because it was so small. Uh, But um, anyway, we had it there, and I remember Bret Hart showed up, uh, Doug Flutie, Bret the Hitman Hart, Doug Flutie showed up, Um, Billy Powers, who's not with us anymore, Um, Rocco Romano, who was a Stampeder, um it was a pretty star-studded little cast and you know I think we had I can't remember how many pizzas we had maybe 70 which was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's a pretty that's, good. Start. Um, yeah, that's really impressive. You know and uh Did you
2: have it in different categories then as well?
3: No. No, we didn't know what we were doing. Best I just pizza. I just thought let's have a party and see if someone delivers free pizza. Like who's going <laughs> to lose there and <laughs> and we'll have a 50-50 maybe raise you know 500 bucks for charity. Yeah. And you know here we are all these years later and we're near the million-dollar mark, and like that really warms my soul. And one of the biggest uh, honors, this is a ridiculous thing to call it an honor, but when John Montgomery asked me years ago, he used to come to the Pizza Pig Out, and he said, you know, I'm moving to Victoria, and I want to establish myself as a Victorian and someone who's all about helping the community. Would you mind if I borrowed your concept and had a Pizza Pig Out in Victoria? And I said, Absolutely, John, first of all, because you've been to the pig out. And he flew in that year because he'd already moved to Victoria. And him and uh, a kid's sport representative learned. I just took him through the whole day. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to really learn about how we could put this little pizza party on. Because there are kind of a lot of moving parts to it. But anyway.
2: Like any event. And especially with the size of it
3: now, for sure. Yeah, because we have, usually have seven, 800 people in that room. And anyway, he took one over. He's. I think this year will be. I don't know if he's doing one this year. I hope he is. Mm-hmm. You should have him on because, I mean, I know. John Montgomery's influenced at least one of you. He's
1: like the reason I started Skeleton in a sense. Yeah. I know. I I
3: listened to your podcast and I I know that that's, (laughs) you know, he's an influence. And I, I mean, he's, most people just know him as the guy from the amazing race, but
2: I just remember him as the guy that was chugging beer walking through Whistler. With
1: his That's
3: headband. the other way he's remembered, right? <laughs> I'm
2: like, that guy is a beauty.
3: He but most beauty. Canadians
1: think amazing race. They don't know that he had this whole other, like, sport career before that.
3: It's true. <laughs> it, it really is true. And, you know, and I remember I covered him at the Olympics when he won his medal. And, and, and so, anyway, when he wanted to take it over, and then in Edmonton, they asked me a couple of years ago if Jason Greger could take it over. I was honored. Because I did think at one point, maybe I should franchise this. And that's not why, that's not why people call it France. Oh, that's not why, because that's also a question I have. (laughs) But, uh, you know, not, not, not to make money on it, but Hey, if I can help kids sport out in every city in the country, Mm -hmm. boy, would that be a cool, um, I, I, I don't like the word legacy because it makes me feel like I think I'm important or, or that I would, anyone would remember me when I'm gone, but that would be a cool feather in my cap. That's the way I would look at it.
2: For sure. Um, so You mentioned Gregor in in Edmonton, and I'm born and raised in Edmonton, but... um so I was. You shouldn't was say my, that too often. I here. know, I know. It's I know you've apologized. <laughs> All the time. Um, but that was my curiosity. So they, like through KidSport, they started just doing their own version of it. Um, so they just piggybacked off you. I didn't know if you guys were buddies ahead of time, and then like you're bouncing the ideas off each other, or how did that come about? Because both support KidSport, which is amazing, but both seem to have a little bit of a, a different way of doing it. As a person who's been to both,
3: yeah, and and John Montgomery does it completely different too. Yeah. And uh, I think every city you have to cater it to whatever that city's feel is all about so um no the jason greger one came about uh some of the people that used to work at kidsport calgary moved to edmonton to take it over mm-hmm. and she wanted to carry it on because she was so familiar with it she helped me run it for so many years and she said do you mind if we run one in edmonton and jason greger's already kind of an ambassador for Kidsport. would could he put his name on it jason called me and asked me if for my blessing not that he needed it (laughs) but I said absolutely like you know Jason you've done a lot for the community and and I pride myself on being involved with charity events all the time so he does the same so absolutely he's a good fit he's a good man and I'm sure his event's a good one I don't I don't know how it compares and it it doesn't matter you don't have to tell me about it but you know I I, I, he's only in his second or third year so Mm -hmm. it's gonna have to grow and I'm sure it will.
2: And they're actually doing it in a venue still this year. I don't know the exact details, but they're actually trying to have an event this year. It's a drive-in? I heard it was a a
3: drive-in of some sort. Yeah, I'll be fascinated to see how it goes. And I haven't heard how John's doing it this year, Mm -hmm. because it really is usually right around this time anyway for all of us. And John had offered to fly me out the first year and the second year, but both times the Flames were playing that night. Uh, And uh, I got this little side hustle covering the Flames, so I couldn't really (laughs) give it up, but... uh, I want to go one day and just I really want to experience them and and actually really just want to go and enjoy one mm-hmm. not that I don't enjoy the one my own but I always kind of compare it to a wedding you you can have conversations with everyone but you don't really have a good discussion with anyone you know mm-hmm. it's like hey how are you great hey that pizza's great oh, good to see you oh yeah. I got to go over here
2: too busy doing the small talk the whole time and you're just trying to make sure that you make your rounds yeah
3: yeah and then I have obligations and You know, making sure
1: everything's running too. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't really enjoy your own event per se when you're running it. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And don't get me wrong. KidSport, you know, really runs the meat of it. They do a great job and Cowboys knows what they're doing. They run it really well too. We have a good team. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, it's just a busy night and there've been many pig outs where I haven't had a single bite of pizza. Isn't that ridiculous? (laughs) What? Like that just, just blows me away. And at the end of the night, I'll be like, wow, uh, I'm really hungry. And I'll go for Chinese food or something afterwards. It's ridiculous! That's happened twice. You wouldn't even order pizza. At no, then- <laughs> no, because the whole building just smells of pizza. Yeah, you're and I usually it. stay quite late, mm-hmm. and uh, by that time, it's yeah, it's time to move on for some Chinese.
1: Okay, well, you got to keep doing it. By the time I retire from sport, because I would like to come one day.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you in there. I don't. I don't see it. Again, it might morph into different looks. Maybe there's a drive in next year. Maybe I don't know how it's going to keep looking, but. Uh, I want to keep it going because it's, it's something I'm really proud of.
2: Yeah. So do you have any um, favorite memories from the Pizza Pig Outs over the years? Any events that stick out?
3: You know, we, it's funny. Over the years, we had this guy who was a, a, a pop violinist named Casey Styles, And I thought he was destined to be like Ashley McIsaac. Like I thought he was going to be a big recording star. And he did a concert one year at the Pig out. Uh, We had a, a sign spinning competition mm-hmm. one year uh, where we brought in the sign spinners that stand out front of a lot of pizza places. Oh my God. Yeah. We thought it would be really funny. And this one guy claimed to be the Canadian champion. And like, how do you, I mean, I could claim to be the Canadian champion. I'm not really sure there's a a nationals,
2: a nationals for sign spinning.
1: I
3: mean, maybe next year's pizza pig out also has nationals for signs. Well, we (laughs) could, it could be the nationals. I'm Mm -hmm. sure the federation would pretty much be on board. Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway, two guys came and, uh, We've also had guys call us over the years, um, like this Kobayashi, the guy who's like the the hot dog eating champion. Oh, yeah. And Joey Chestnut. Not those two, but other guys who claim to be, quote, unquote, professional eaters have contacted Kidsport when they've heard about it and said, hey, I'd fly in from Chicago. um, You know, here's my fee. You know, I'd come in to be a professional eater. And we're like, no, no, it's not. First of all, we're not paying for you to come. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In terms of a memory... Uh, there are some, I don't remember because they went right into the wee hours. (laughs) Those were the (laughs) early days. Uh, no kidding. But, um, I don't know. Sign up a good party there. Yeah. I, you know, so many funny things have happened there over the years, but I remember Dave Dickinson, we used to ask all the celebrities to hand us a piece of paper with their very favorite. And I would list them in the paper, you know, Dave Dickinson, the quarterback, of the Stampeders likes matador and then matador would love him forever and he would get free pizza forever and dave dickinson filled his out and all he wrote on it was i bet doug flutie didn't have to do this (laughs) (laughs) and uh and and i I joke with him all the time because flutie did do it
2: and oh he did yeah Yeah. we've had
3: some amazing amazing guys like jeff garcia over the years like anyone who's ever you know kind of had a bit of a name in calgary as an athlete has been to the event you know lanny mcdonald jerome mcginla mark giordano all these guys. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of amazing, too, because a lot of them are winter sport athletes where sometimes their schedule Board doesn't work season. out. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. but injuries help a lot. Ger- <laughs> Giordano went.
2: That's why I was there yeah, last right?
3: year. <laughs> yeah. And Giordano was there because he'd broken his ankle or something. And, you know, so, yeah.
1: Does one of your favorite memories involve some breakdancing chicken?
3: <laughs> I was wondering what, uh, yeah. There was one year that was going to be a, a breakdancing competition. My memory's a little foggy on it. It was one of those years, but uh, I was gonna break dance in a uh, chicken costume. Oh, it was you. (laughs) And I, uh, I used to be in a break dance crew. No way. Yeah, I have have a letter at home proving it. I was in the the Cadbury Crunch Breakdown. It was called (laughs) Cadbury Crunch. Sponsored the (laughs) CNE in Toronto. Like that's the stampede for Toronto, and Mm -hmm. and it was uh, 1985. I still have the letter I found it recently. I'm a I'm a pack rat. <laughs> and uh it was the Rockomatic Crew was our name, but when we competed we were the Funk-O-Matic Crew. And it was just a bunch of uh, middle class white guys with zero talent. The only thing we had going for us was the, that we had matching Puma outfits. Puma used to be cool in 85 and it went away and now it's back. And now
2: it's back.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like absolutely.
3: I, anyway, I was going to break dance in the chicken outfit and people weren't supposed to know that it was me.
2: <laughs> at one point were you going to rip the head off so it like exposure yeah
3: or? there was going to be like this grand finale when i did my good move because I, I have one good move <laughs>
1: just one i can't tell you
3: what it is right now but maybe it one day i'll show stall? it there might have been a there was a, the, the robot no 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 the worm no no What's, it was awful but it, the, the the costume never showed up that year isn't that isn't that how it what, what a, a shame travesty. i'm pretty sure that's um, anyway, <laughs> what's the happen. best song you've
1: breakdowns to? I want to know.
3: Oh, favorite man. one. I don't remember what our songs were, but, um, it wasn't about the, the, the music. It was, it was about how bad we were. I'll just tell you <laughs> briefly when we did the Cadbury crunch breakdown, as a lot of people in Toronto remember it. Not really. I'm dying. We, this is amazing. <laughs> we go up there, we go up there and there's eight of us and we we're, we're terrible. Like literally our finishing move. With seven guys pointing at the main guy, was the worm. Like anyone can do the worm. Right. But back then, that was all, that was the best we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we come off the stage and we're like chest bumping and we're so excited. We think we just killed it. And because the, the people politely applauded because no one knew what breakdancing was, it was so new. We were, of course, innovators. Oh, right. And um, the next group up, they invite this crew up from Brooklyn. And their opening move is 12 guys spinning on their head. That's their opening <laughs> move. And <laughs> all of our pride and excitement and joy just dissipated. Our faces were ashen, and we disbanded, never to break ever again.
2: Never, oh, that
3: maybe. Was the beginning and the end of the Funkomatic crew.
1: I don't know. It sounds like <laughs> you might have crunch. to be on the drive-in stage for the Pizza Pig out next year. Breakdancing. Yeah, mm.
3: if you give, if you find me a chicken co- uh, costume, I'll I'll breakdance in it.
1: <laughs> I think we can make that happen. Yeah? Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a dream I've had. It's kind of a dream. We'll make it happen.
3: <laughs> we, we, you know what?
1: We talked about, this is the second episode. We've talked about mascots and costumes. Actually,
2: it seems to be a reoccurring theme with our guests. <laughs> so
1: we're going to get Kevin in a mascot uniform as well, and you, and you guys can be on stage. We'll I think that sounds down. great. Would we
3: break together or would it be a, yeah, I think it'd be a, a competition. A com- yeah, everything's a competition, competition. especially
2: yeah. at the pick out. Like it's everything. It's a competition, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Everything. It, yeah, it's a friendly competition. And I get asked all the time who won the pig out this year. Like I, if I had a dime for every time I got asked that, um, and, and I, I don't they, like the, the reality is when you have 700 judges, there's no real way to determine the winner. It's all very subjective. So I always do a, what I call a tantalizing 25, which is the top 25, then we do honorable mention, twenty five. Anyway, they basically we rank about the top hundred and fifty pizzas. And at the end of the day, anyone who enters a pizza generally gets love for some category or another, whether it's best crust, best veggie, best most unique. And we've had different we've had years where pierogies are on pizzas, um crawfish. Um, then there was a real trend towards the tritza pizza, like you know, Ooh, the, the ones. dessert ones. Ooh. Dairy cream brought a bunch of their treats of pizzas. And um, Coco Brooks in town, they make a banana bread pizza that's unbelievable. Oh, really? yourself yourself delicious. A oh. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. Cream cheese in the middle. It, it, oh, it's... Dang. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. On one of your cheat days. On one of your cheat
2: days. Well, speaking of cheat days, um, Grace just finished her testing as of today. And lucky for us, we have um, two of the... Of uh, the pizzerias that have been entered into the pizza pickout, out. Um, we have tops pizza and Atlas pizza delivered today.
1: Yeah. We have some in front of us too. We've been sampling a little it, bit. If you haven't
2: noticed, if you've heard us loudly chewing in the background, it's because there's four pizzas in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to tell the ones that we're sampling?
1: Yeah. So from Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, we have the Madigan and the All Meat Pizza. And then from Topps Pizza South, we have the Village Pizza and the Double Crispy Crunch. I will say I've tried the two Topps ones and the Village Pizza is absolutely amazing. It has, it's a little bit like a taste of grease is what it says on the box. Um, (laughs) but it's got tzatziki on it, which I haven't really ever had on a pizza before and I actually kind of like it.
2: It's it's a little bit different for me. I don't know. Did you try that one?
3: I haven't tried that one yet. I've been too invested in the Atlas, the Madigan.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The At- Atlas is one of my. I don't know if they're day one, but I think they've been to all 18. I, I think they have. Oh, they're, they're like they're, OG. Uh, I, they're certainly a top five pizza place in the city, in my eyes, always has been. And uh, Tops Pizza's been there forever, and they always do really, really well. This is my first time. I'm about to try the Tops. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, there's and again, good on them. Here they are coming to oh, yeah. deliver that to us uh, for this podcast. And, uh, and 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 you know, it's coming out of their pocket and 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 they've, you know, they paid a delivery guy to come and do this. It's it's amazing. This is the kind of support that we're getting all the time.
2: Pretty incredible. And both I'd say both pizzas are like my favorite type of pizzas. They're like that deep dish, really thick, a lot of layers, a lot of cheese on top. Um, I had a really amazing experience on Friday. I got to be a pizza delivery driver for some of the kids sport families. Oh, good for you. So, that,
3: okay. Talk about yeah, that. Yeah. I want to hear about that. Because this too. that's an angle to this that I'm so proud of that. Again, I didn't even ask for it because I, I don't want to, I don't want to bother these pizzerias. They've already stepped to the plate to do so much. I said, look, let, let's just support them. But they all came to us and said, we want to do something too. How about if we give free pizza to a bunch of kids sport families and good on you for going to deliver it. How 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 heartwarming was it to go and I just almost deliver? Cried. <laughs>
2: really? Yeah, it was amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> Did they
3: know it was coming? Yeah, they did. Okay.
2: So they did know it was coming just to make sure that they would be home because we didn't want to yeah. show up with pizza yeah. and them not be home. So they they did know it was coming. So um, I went down to uh, it's called Pizza Parlor P Z A down on McLeod and picked up six large pizzas um, three, uh, different flavors and got to deliver them to one of the Kidsport sport families. And the mom spoke very little English. So she called her kids down. They were very shy and they were telling me how Kidsport sport enabled them. Um, the boy had been in gymnastics. The girl had been in soccer during the summer and now she was going into, I'm not even trying to, um, guess what it was, but she was trying something else for the winter, but it was a brand new sport for her and she was really excited to do it. So it was a pretty special, um, like thing to do and and it was kind of weird like it was like blowing snow it's october and you're delivering pizzas i wore my team kind of stuff so i introduced myself as an olympian and they were i think it was like pretty cool for them and yeah. and then i went home and i got to try all three and they, <laughs> i had to invite so many people over because it was like i can't eat all this pizza i have uh testing this week so like yeah. um my cheat day was friday night and i had one piece of each but um, the pizza was well taken care of. Let me tell you, that is so people great. are very appreciative. of That's it. I don't know about you,
1: but I have goosebumps just hearing that. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's really cool about like us being involved with Kidsport is that like we get opportunities like that that previously weren't really presented. You know, you're always like, how do I connect to my community? Mm-hmm. And the pizza pig out and Kidsport have kind of given us this platform mm-hmm. to do stuff like that. Like you know, what, where else if you weren't involved with Kidsport, how do you get to do that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's super cool.
3: And you know, every year after the pig out. Uh, the next day we gather at the, uh, at the kid's sport offices and work out and we we, uh, <laughs> we do pushups, uh, and, and we take all the sheets that were on the, the, where the judges have written their scores on them and they all smell of pizza, like the whole <laughs> office smells of pizza and, you know, and we go through all the results. It takes, you know, many hours and we figure it all out, but we were there one year and, um, the door knocked. There was a knock at the door. This was when they were at their old office. Door knocked, and it was a mom and her son. And this is—I like, had no idea this was happening. But they say this happens all the time. Uh, the little boy had raised some money somehow, some way. I can't remember, but he literally had a big jar of change, and, and he, he was donating it. it to Kids Sport. If that doesn't give you goosebumps, I don't I, know what does, right? No, I like, have them again, so <laughs> this little guy just wanted to give back and God bless the parents for making that happen and driving him down there and showing him the importance of actually handing the money over and giving his little spiel. And I did I just was kinda flying on the wall listening to it. Oh my dad is incredible. Like what a what a gift that our community has that people see this as an entity here at at uh, Kidsport as uh, someone they want to give to and, and, and get their kids involved in giving to, and my kids once did something not quite like that, but they were they said they wanted to donate money to kids sport, and i don 't know where it came from. I think my wife planted it with them <laughs> yeah, but with either the way either way, it, it brought me, almost brought me to tears i 'm a pretty sentimental guy, and I was like, "Wow, somewhere somehow they heard me talking about my passion for sports mm-hmm. uh, kids sport, and they wanted to donate to it so yeah, cool. good
1: on I the parents that. for for knowing and for getting. Planting that seed, I guess, yeah, because mm-hmm. I think about myself at that age, and I probably wouldn't have done that because I didn't know what KidSport was. No. So,
3: But because of people like you guys, uh, with all the ambassadors they have out there, uh, this you know, KidSport in Calgary, I do believe it's their most successful chapter in the country. I don't think that's even – it's not even in dispute. They are the model organization for Canada – and it's because they've got this incredible network. It's because of a lot of things, Kevin and the leadership and all the great people working in the office. But, um, you know, uh, the ambassadors like you guys, and I've been an ambassador for, God help me, over two decades now. Um, and uh, it's almost two decades, I should say. I don't want to make myself sound too <laughs> old. But anyway, you know, just being proud to say that you're with Kidsport. I, I, I'm thrilled when people come up to me and, and associate with me me with Kid Sport in any way, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. If anyone ever ties you and Kid Sport together, you're like, wow, that is so cool.
1: Yeah, I think for sure. And seeing I, for me, it was my first event seeing my name listed under the celebrities column <laughs> at Targets for Kids. And I sent it to my family, and they were like, they had a hoot that I was listed as a, as a celebrity or local personalities, mm-hmm. as as you've said. But uh that was a pretty cool moment for me, just being involved and being like, wow, like. It, yeah, there's just no words to explain how it felt and know that, like, I'm giving back mm-hmm. just a tiny piece to the community. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's just such a great organization, so anything like that that you can be a part of is, and I think, as athletes, it's our responsibility. Like, we we do have to give back to our community, and it's just a great outlet. They give us opportunities to use our platform for good, so mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that.
3: Yeah, and they need our help more than ever now, I mm-hmm. would think, because uh, donations for charities around the world have got to be just... Giving. hurting yeah, yeah in a big way and now that sports have started out uh knock on wood and hope they, they keep going mm-hmm. um you know these kids want to be back in in the game again so we need to come up with money for them and we can do that by eating pizza <laughs>
2: <laughs> everybody eat pizza you have another k- week i think it's another week right
3: till the end of october we're encouraging october. people to just uh order pizza and put it on social media that's kind of the important thing spread the word i mean we need your uh, Everyone can be an ambassador. Everyone can be a VIP Absolutely. right now. A very important pig.
1: very important pig. I like yeah. that. I mean, what better? Eat pizza, help kids. You're happy? Mm-hmm. I, I think that sounds good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, you mentioned sports coming back. So I think we're just curious for the listeners. How has your job been infected and what's going on?
3: Uh, well, now that the NHL is over, I was in Edmonton for a month during the playoffs. I wasn't in the bubble I actually had the best gig there, I think, because I wasn't in the bubble, but I was in the arena for all the games.
2: I have a question about this. Was yeah. there a separate, so I, yes, Edmonton person here, um, I saw the bubble, I was in Edmonton, I like saw how it was fenced off, and, but it always looked like on when they were speaking to the media, that the media was behind, like in a different room, and they were addressing a screen, or how did that work? Yeah,
3: we were on a different floor. Okay. I mean, we were up. Uh, you know by the nose please excuse me above the main concourse Mm -hmm. they were down in the dressing room area so we were five or six levels below whatever it is and uh no no we we did not see a nhl player after march 11th um you know they we joked that uh, march 11th i think it was they had like a sneeze guard between us and them like an 11 foot piece of tape that we weren't allowed to cross and <laughs> yeah we were all laughing about it i mean again we who knew that this was going to be going to be a normal kind of thing so yeah we never i haven't been in the same room as an athlete like an nhl player for mm. for seven eight months and um it was uh it's you know as a journalist it sucks it's 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 not good journalism when you can't sit down one-on-one with people and, and just talk to them as human beings. Mm-hmm. When you've got cameras involved and we're not even in the same room and there could be thousands of people watching the Zoom feed, these guys are going to be careful with everything they say. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm looking for them to slip up, but I want them to just be relaxed and speak like More f- from the being. heart? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, everything was staged and it just felt that way. And so that's hard on journalism. It's hard on a columnist like me to spin stories, great stories out of guys who are not saying much. Um but hey, that's that's what we had to do and I'm not sure when we're going to get allowed back into a dressing room if ever. Mm-hmm. I actually think that there are going to be some sports that are never ever going to let the media back in the dressing room because they're going to see this as an opportunity to close that door literally mm-hmm. and and never let uh, that access uh happen again. I hope I'm wrong, but uh that's that's where I think we're at right now. And so I you know, if your next question is, when's the NHL going to return, uh wow, I have no idea. Like right now, I have very little to do because, you know, the NHL season's over, free agents have been signed, and now it's pretty much a month and a half of nothingness, maybe two and a half months of nothingness, maybe three and a half months of nothingness, maybe a whole year of nothingness. I don't know. I still will be writing once a week features, but...
2: And then how are you getting these features? Um, A lot of the players are still out of town, so are you just reaching out to them or focusing on the ones that come to story, with free agency
3: or whatever how that went? Yeah, right now we've still got fresh meat, as we say. You know, guys are getting signed. Okay, there's an instant story. Tell us about why you signed in Calgary and Mm -hmm. what you think the team's going to be like, blah, blah, blah. And then... uh, you know, they're going to sign one more guy here any day and then that'll be pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And then it'll just be features that you'll probably read for the next three months. They'll just be recycled and refurbished <laughs> and yeah. just try to find fresh new angles. And uh, I have some ideas. I have some ideas, but um, those ideas will run out pretty quick. So, uh, mm-hmm. But we still need to feed the beast. And my business, sportsnet.ca, is where I produce all my work and yeah. they still need content. Absolutely. Uh, they have advertisers that still need eyeballs. So... It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of video these days, and uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Flames sure kept you busy during free agents and, you know, the draft and stuff. I think they made yeah. some good moves as a, as a Flames fan. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. you got to feed the beast, as you said.
3: Now, hey, is your brother playing this year? He's not. He yeah, because I, I looked at it <laughs> on his DB, and he, he played last year at the ECHL.
2: Yeah. So he. So my my little brother, uh, who's not so little. He's six foot four and two hundred and thirty pounds. But um, he played for the Flames for. Or not Flames. Sorry, uh, Hitman for five years and was the captain. Um, and then before playing professionally in the U.S. And then he played a year in Nottingham. And. Um, oh, that would have been a cool experience. Yeah, in the English league, and then last year he was with uh, South Carolina, and I think he had last year. Um, I just think about all the people who graduated and, you know, whose careers were ending last year. And I think last year he knew was going to be his last year. And he was on a team that was in first place going into the playoffs. Oh, of course he was, yeah. And they were like, you know, they were rolling. They had, like, just this absolutely stacked team. And they were looking like he was ready. He's like, we're going to win this year. Like, there's no one that can beat us. Um, And, of course, then the league got shut down. And that's kind of what ended his professional career. So... Um, just with the uncertainty this year, I think if, if the league would have started back up immediately, I think he maybe would have pursued another year, but, um, he signed with Nate. So he's going to go to school and finally start working towards his education. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
3: He can't play there, though. He can. He can? He can. Isn't he like 27 years he old right is,
2: now? Actually, he is 27, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so He's going he's
3: gonna to be the favorite for Rookie of the Year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, their league isn't starting till January and everything's pending, but he's yeah. just started practicing. And, yeah, I think he, he's he knows he's not there to – his, he's the usual tough guy role. He's there to be more of a mentor and a leader and yeah. just uh, something to do, I think, on the side and keeping him, you know, transitioning out of sport. That's good.
3: I was hoping you'd tell me he was in some backwater European league, <laughs> but uh, that's good. I'm glad he's playing somewhere. Anyway, starting yeah. whenever.
2: Yeah, I think for him just because he did go the WHL route and then was lacking that education from – you know, the kids who go the college route and and real life is calling soon. So I think he wanted to start making steps and strides towards that.
3: Mm -hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah.
2: My last question for you, though, is how did you get the nickname The Franchise?
3: Oh, Lord. (laughs) I, you know, there's no great story behind it. It's just some of the guys just started, um, I think it's just a derivative of the name Francis and kind of sounds like franchise somehow, some way. Somebody I, uh, spit
2: it out one day and never yeah, heard the end of it.
3: I, the guys have been, I don't know where it even started, but, uh, I don't mind it. I mean, I've been called a lot worse as a sports columnist <laughs> and a broadcaster. <laughs> I've been called much, much worse. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so no, it's, uh, and, and it was, you know, some of my good buddies, uh, Rob Kerr and, uh, Jermaine Franklin from TSN and, uh, and, uh, a whole lot of them that, down at the dome, they've called me franchise forever. I don't know. It's, uh. It's, it's a bit puzzling, but... Uh, but you
2: okay. roll with it. Yeah, like you said, there could be way worse.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty sick Yeah, name yeah. The, the nicknames <laughs> I had in high school, they were crappy. So, they, you know, uh, this is, it's, a lot, it's a little better.
2: Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming out today. Thank you for sharing your experience with the Pizza Pig Out. Thank you to our wonderful pizzerias today, Tops Pizza and Atlas Pizza, for supplying our, our dinner, our, our energy. Grace? what's going on with you next?
1: Uh, Headed out to Whistler. How about you? Off to Whistler. (laughs) (laughs) So we're taking the show a little bit on the road.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. You will find the Facebook podcast coming to you from the road from pretty much now on as I'll be taking off for what looks like five months straight pending quarantine rules and uh, a lot of uncertainty left in our future, but it's time to go to work. Time to go to work. Yeah.
3: Good luck, you guys, this season. Thank Thank you. you.
2: Appreciate it, and thanks again for coming on. Yeah,
1: thanks
3: for having me. Enjoy the pizza.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. We came across something after we finished the podcast.
3: We learned the real Crispy the Chicken story. Okay, so what was supposed to happen was this. (laughs) Uh, For many years, I've owned a, a, a diner in town that I'm really proud of, the Beltliner. And we had a mascot called Crispy the Chicken. And Crispy... Uh, was just an awesome-looking mascot. You know, we had spent a lot of money to get this costume. And, and I can't remember exactly the circumstances, but if, if, I think if someone was going to donate X amount of money or if we raised X amount of money, I was going to break dance in a chicken costume mm. uh, because that was every man's dream. And so <laughs> what happened was Crispy, well, Crispy's the costume never showed up. And I was not going to go and breakdance without the costume on. And so that's why I never did end up Mm breakdancing at the Pizza Piggo. But I would like to leave the door open for the possibility of it happening in the future if we can locate said Crispy costume.
2: Said crispy. I would
0: also like to keep that door open. (laughs) Yeah,
2: so um, this is a public announcement. Crispy the Chicken, where are you?
0: Looking to listen to Sport Calgary's podcast on the go? Be sure to follow the Face First podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, free to download on all iOS and Android devices.